This week, we're going to continue our series on what's stopping you. We're going to, we're going to talk about what is stopping you. I, I mentioned last week, and we read from the book of John, John chapter 5, and we talked about the story where Jesus walks up on a pool, and, and it was a place called Bethesda, and it's a place where there was five levels, five porches where the sick would lay. There was probably people there with, with tumors and cancer. There were people there uh, who had all sorts of diseases and paralyzed, maybe from the waist down, waist up. They had, you know, difficulties, joints and problems and struggles. And Jesus comes upon one particular man. The Bible says he was a paralytic. And he comes upon this man. And he asked this man an interesting question. It really is a strange question considering the man's condition. He says to this man, do you want to be made well? What a strange question to ask somebody who's sick. You'd think that the answer would be obvious. Of course the man wants to be well. But Jesus knew this man. He knew the condition that he was in. He also knew that this man had been there, listen to this, 38 years. 38 years. 38 years is a long time to deal with a sickness. 38 years is a long time to struggle with, with a, 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 an illness. 38 years is a long time to be bound up. And you wonder, how does 38 years go by and you never get better? Now listen to me, you've got you to understand the culture and what was happening. For 38 years, he laid there. Now he says to Jesus, listen to this, he says to Jesus, I have no man to put me in the pool because they, uh, an angel would come and stir the water and the first person in would be healed. But he said, every time I try to get in first, somebody else just takes the place. Listen, that might work for six months and that might work for a year, but how many of you know 38 years, you're telling me in 38 years you could not have somehow got at least to the edge of the pool huh you you couldn't have done something in 38 years you say he said sir I have no man somebody was bringing him food you right I mean he didn't just he didn't just starve he wasn't eating nothing for 38 years somebody was helping him somebody was bringing him food but do you know what excuses do listen to what excuses do excuses steal time they just steal time from us And listen, 38 years goes by one day at a time, one day at a time, one week at a time, one month at a time. And the next thing you know, decades go by, huh? Decades upon decades. And you're wondering, man, time is just flying by. And it seems like life is passing you by. Life is passing you by. And of course, Jesus healed this particular man. But I, I thought it was so interesting the question that he asked him because something sometimes hinders us and stops us from fulfilling our God-given dreams. And one of the things I said last week, as I said, we have to find, we have to really identify those dreams that keep getting rehearsed in your mind, the God-given dreams. Listen, dreams come from two sources. They come from vain imaginations or they come from sanctified imaginations. Those are the two sources. Vain imaginations, the word vain in the Bible means empty, means fruitless. It means it will amount to nothing. It will never satisfy. It will, it will never accomplish what you think it's going to accomplish. It's vain. It is useless. Vain imaginations are the, the, the big house, huh? the dream car, the corner office, the big bank account, the incredible vacations. Listen, there's nothing wrong with any of those things. 
And if God's blessed you to enjoy them, enjoy them. But don't put our hope in them. Let's not put our hope in them. Let's not think for a moment that that's our purpose in life. Let's not think for a moment that that's why God created us to just enjoy the things that he's blessed us with. There has to be more. There is deeper. There is something that God has deposited inside of us. Those are sanctified imaginations. Sanctified imaginations will always be you helping people. Amen? I said there will always be you helping people. They will always involve people because God is in the people business. Amen? So it will be ministry. It will be missions. It will be sacrifice, giving. It will be you doing something in service to another. In service to another. So those are the sanctified imaginations. And those are the things we have to identify in our life. You know, things will hold us back and will hinder us from reaching and and moving forward. And I want to talk to you about how do we move forward? How do we position our life to move forward to our God-given dreams? I want to give you two things this morning, just two things. And the first one is this. How do we move forward? The number one thing is we realize that the proof of desire is always pursuit. It is never not pursuit. You can never say, I truly desire this and not pursue it. The proof of desire is always, always, I said always, it is always pursuit. It is never not pursuit. Let me give you this example. How many of you have been really hungry? I'm not talking about hungry, you know, I I could eat, like I... Yeah, if it's somebody makes it for me, or yeah, if it's easy, if it's convenient, if it's microwavable. No, no, no. I said you're really hungry. See, we have those moments where we sit on the couch and we're sitting there and we're flipping through the channels and we're like, you know, I'm just, I'm kind of hungry. I could go for a little snack or a little sandwich. And you're thinking to yourself what you have in the refrigerator and you're going, well, you know, that I'd have to. Uh, it's just, you know, I don't know. And you just, you're kind of going through the menu of what you know is in the house. And, and maybe you're thinking to yourself, well, I could drive somewhere, but then, you know, I got to do my hair and put on shoes and, 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 you know, get out of my pajamas. And, you know, I got I to gotta, I gotta get dressed to do it. And so, so let me just tell you something. If that's the case, you are not really hungry. I'm talking about hungry. I'm talking about you've been fasting for days. Hunger. I'm talking about the kids' macaroni project that's sitting on your fridge. I'm talking about you're ready to pull off and boil it. I'm talking about you are hungry. I'm talking about you're willing to drive anywhere, spend anything, do anything kind of hunger. I'm talking about, has anybody been that kind of hungry to where you are willing? That's hunger. Hallelujah. That's hungry. And the proof of desire is pursuit. Pursuit. You have to be willing to pursue it. You have to be willing to go after it. It is always pursuit. It is never not pursuit. Proverbs 21, 25 says this. It says, The desire of the lazy man kills him, for his hands refuse to labor. The desire, the desire of the lazy man. What's that mean? That means that if somebody is lazy, 
Their desire is never strong enough. It never gets amplified. It never rises to the place where it will motivate them and move them to action. Their laziness overtakes their hunger. Their laziness overtakes their desire. And so they never are motivated to actually do anything. And it kills them. It kills their dreams. It kills their hopes. It kills their future. Huh? It kills them fulfilling God's plan, purpose for their life. Why? Because desire stays dormant. It never rises up to action. Listen, you cannot say, I want, without a corresponding, I am willing. Did you hear me now? I said, you cannot, you cannot say, I want, without a corresponding, I am willing. Willing to do what? That's the second point. The second point is this, sacrifice. Sacrifice is the starting point in every dream. For every dream that you ever will have, you have to be willing to sacrifice. I didn't think I'd get a lot of amens, but I just thought I'd throw it out there anyway. Sacrifice, there's a word, there's a word. 308 times you'll find that word in the Bible. And all of the great leaders and all of the men and women who who did anything in history, everyone who ever accomplished anything in the pages of this book, everyone who's ever reached a goal, everyone who's won a medal, everyone who's accomplished their God-given dream. Listen, every one of them will sit down and tell you a story of sacrifice. It cost. Huh? Abraham sacrificed, Moses sacrificed, Jacob sacrificed, Isaac sacrificed, David sacrificed, Solomon sacrificed, everyone in the word of God sacrificed. And everyone who's ever accomplished what God has deposited on the inside of them, that sanctified imagination that they allowed to come alive, every one of them had to sacrifice. It cost. Huh? It cost. I was having lunch Yesterday, I went over to Cluiston. Pastor Tony Foster, who's been with us on several occasions, is speaking in Cluiston. And so I I knew he was close by, so I texted him and said, let's go have lunch. And so me and another friend, uh, Pastor Jason, who pastors in Fort Pierce, uh, we just drove over there and spent the day with him in in Cluiston, at least a couple hours. And we were there having lunch, and we were eating at this restaurant. And in walks a man uh, with a hat that just says veteran. Veteran, right? And I made it a point in my life several years ago that any time I ever see anyone wearing a hat that says veteran, I will go up to them in in a restaurant, in the mall, in a store, the grocery store, wherever I'm at, and I will simply look them in the eye and I will shake their hand and I will say to them, thank you for your service to our country. Thank you for your service to our country. And so I saw this man sat down, and as we were walking by, I had my tray, and I was ready to go throw the stuff away that we'd eaten, and and I looked at this man, and I just looked him in the eye as he was sitting there, and I said, thank you for your service to our country. And I said to him, because I could tell his age, I said, were you in Vietnam? He said, well, I was in Korea, and I was in Vietnam, and I was in Iraq, and I was in Afghanistan. And I said, really? He said, yeah, my entire life has been in the military. In fact, all of my adult life, I've only been out of the military for three years. Three years. And I thought, wow, there is a man 
who has sacrificed. And we should honor all of our veterans, our men and women who have sacrificed for our country. Amen? We should honor them at all times. Because that's what it takes. It takes, 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 takes sacrifice. It takes sacrifice. It has to cost us something. It has to cost us something. So I want to talk to you today about sacrifice. What does it mean to sacrifice? Mark chapter number 12, if you're there this morning, we're going to read starting in verse number 41, and we'll put these scriptures on the screen if you don't have your Bible with you this morning, your phone or your tablet. But let's read starting in verse number 41. It says, Now Jesus sat opposite the treasury and saw how the people put money into the treasury, and many who were rich put in much. Then one poor widow came and threw in two mites, which makes a quandrance. Listen to what it says. Listen to what it says. And Jesus sat. He sat down. And he watched. Listen to what he watched. Listen to what he watched. Not how much. He watched how. It just says he watched how. Not how much they gave. He watched how they gave. Do you know that when you gave this morning, Jesus was watching you? I just thought I'd throw that out to you. I don't know if that means anything to anybody, but when you were writing your checkout, when you were giving in the kiosk, when you were texting to give, when you gave in the envelope, when you put cash in it, guess what? Jesus watches how we give. How we give. He watches all the time. He watches how we give. And Jesus was watching how they were giving. Listen to what it says. So he called his disciples, verse 43, to himself and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all those who had given to the treasury. For they put in out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty put in all that she had, her whole livelihood. Now you say, well, pastor, isn't, isn't Jesus trying to teach us about giving and, and about percentages? Because giving is always about percentages. Your tithe is a percentage. It is 10% of your income. And so it's the same across the board for everyone. And Jesus does want us to understand percentages. And so what he's teaching us with this particular account, as he's watching these people give, he's teaching that percentage-wise, percentage-wise, she gave so much more than those who put in more as far as quantity because she gave a higher percentage. That makes sense to everybody. But it's more than that. Here's why. In the King James Version of this particular scripture, verse 44, it says this. She gave out of her want. Listen to me, her want. Now that word doesn't just mean poor, okay? It means more than that. The word poor in the Greek is a different word. The word poverty is a different word. This particular word is the word hysteresis. Actually, it's hysteresis. And it's only used two times in the Bible. And what it literally means is this. Listen to what it literally means. It means to lag behind as in a race. Did you hear me now? I said it means to lag behind as in a race, from her position, listen to what he's saying, from her position in life, she gave. I'm going to say that again. From her position in life, her poverty, her position in life, she recognized 
that she was lagging behind. She recognized that everybody else is ahead. She recognized that she's so far behind and there is inside of her a desire, a want. Did you hear me now? A want. There is inside of her a want to begin to catch up. Listen, if you're here today and you're saying, I feel like life is passing me by. I feel like years are passing me by. I feel like decades have passed me by. I feel like my friends, others, those around me, they seem to have passed me by. And I feel like I am so far behind. I've got good news for you today. There is a way for you to catch up. There is a way for God to begin to propel you forward, for you to accelerate the pace. That way is called sacrifice. Hallelujah. It's sacrifice. Sacrifice. She gave everything. Everything. Now you say, Pastor, surely we don't have to give all of our money away. Or we don't, it, it really isn't about money. You say, Pastor, surely it's not about money, is it? Well, if you ask the question, for you, it is. Hallelujah. Because that's how God works. Because if you're putting your hope and your trust in money, if you're thinking to yourself that you are your own source, then yes, God is going to ask you to do some serious sacrificing. But it's not about money only. It's about saying to God, God, Listen, I realize that without you, I am so far behind. Without your help, I'm at the back of the pack. I need you, God. I need you every day of my life. Listen, because you cannot be a widow. Listen to me. You cannot be a widow and give away everything you have and not have a desire attached to it. Listen to me. I promise you, this woman prayed. Huh? Listen, I know, I've given checks before that were big checks. I pray every time, Lord Jesus, Jesus. I've never given away everything. I've never emptied the bank account. I just write what I think is a big check, and I do some praying. Oh, we're going to put some praying to this one, right? Because I need Jesus to come through. Am I, am I the only one in the room or is anybody else? Listen, you always attach prayer to sacrifice. Prayer to sacrifice. That's what it is. It takes sacrifice. A few weeks ago, we had a couple here named Steve and Lori Ward. What a tremendous service we had. Two services with Steve and Lori. And so we went out to lunch with Steve and Lori. Mark and Ann were with us. And, and we were sitting at this table. We were just eating. And all of a sudden, Lori begins to tell us a story. And I was texting Stephen last week. And I said, hey, do you mind if I share Lori's testimony? I just thought it was so powerful, so incredible. And he said, man, go for it. So here's what happened. We're sitting at the lunch table, and she began to tell us about how she got pregnant. She said, well, what happened with me is I was told I never could get pregnant. The doctors told me we were trying for four years to get pregnant, and we went through all these tests and all these different procedures, and we tried everything. And the doctors literally told her, it is not possible 
There is something going on with your body. There's something going on with your uterus. You have a condition. You have a situation in your body. You will never, you will never, ever get pregnant. It is not possible for you to get pregnant. You will never have a child the natural way. Never. And they were praying. They were praying. And they went into a service. Years had gone by. They went into a service. Somebody was taking up an offering. And Lori says to Stephen, we need to give. We need to give. So they put $1,000 in an envelope. Wasn't every dime that they had, but it was a sacrifice for them. It was a sacrifice. And Lori wrote on the back of the envelope, and here's what she said. She said, Isabella Hope, come forth. Come forth strong and healthy from your strong and healthy parents. And they sowed that seed into an offering bucket. Within a year, listen to me, within a year, they had a little baby girl named Isabella Hope. Hallelujah. Can we give God praise for that? Hallelujah. They've gone on to have two more children. I think he's done sowing seed now. I think he's like, okay, who are good, you know? But how does that happen? How does it? It's impossible. But when you sacrifice, you get heaven's attention. God notices. God sees it. You have to be willing to say, God, I'm willing to sacrifice. And to my sacrifice, I am going to add prayer. I'm going to ask. Listen, let me just give a, 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 a quick little advertisement. Every Monday through Friday, we pray from 6 to 7 a.m. Every Monday through Friday. And we gather, and just, just a couple people, just a couple people gathering for prayer. But I'm believing God, I am believing God, that one day we're going to see 100 people, Monday through Friday, 100 different people gather during the week to pray and to plead and to ask God, God, we need your blessings, we need your hand, we need dreams to come to pass, we need sanctified imaginations to rise up on the inside of us. I'm believing God there's going to be 100 people willing to sacrifice schedule and sleep and willing to rearrange whatever they need to rearrange to get here Monday through Friday to pray because if it's not done through prayer, it's not done it's not done I know when I was a teenager I would go to morning prayer at my church Trinity in Lake Worth I would go day after day when I got to be a young adult I would on my I cleaned pools for a living believe it or not and I would on my pool route I would leave lunch because the church was open for lunch nobody led it they just had soft music playing you know that old 80s piano music? Oh, my word, that thing puts you to sleep. I'm talking about old integrity, m- piano music. And I would come, I would drive 25 minutes from Deep Delray Beach to Lantana, Lake Worth, Lantana area, to go pray for 30 minutes just to drive back. Just to drive back. And I would do that. Sacrifice, sacrifice. You say, well, pastor, you don't understand. I've got, you know, kids and I got to make breakfast. Yeah, I understand that. I got kids. I got to make breakfast. Uh, I got to make lunch. I know what that's like. My wife and I, we do that too. We do that too. But we still are willing to sacrifice. Can't come every day. We can't come every day. But we come, listen, to pray, to pray, to pray, to pray, to pray. And I realize not everybody can come and not everybody can come every day. But I'm telling you this. What are you willing to sacrifice to see your dreams come to pass? 
Most of you know my, an evangelist who's been with us on several occasions, Dale Gentry. And Dale Gentry was just a, a radio personality. He just worked at a radio station. And he was getting up, listen to this, he was getting up at three in the morning to be at work by four in the morning. He said, I don't know who listened to the radio at four in the morning, but my station manager wanted me there. And so he was getting to work at four in the morning and God spoke to him in a meeting one day and God said to him, Dale, if you give me the first hour of your day, I will change your life. And he said back to God, God, do you know what time I get up in the morning? I'm already getting up at three to be there at four. If you want the first hour of my day, now I got to get up at two in the morning. Two in the morning. But Dale said this. God said he'd change my life. And so I did and he did. I did and he did. I did and he did. Yeah. That's how it works. When we sacrifice, God notices. We get heaven's attention. We get heaven's attention. Listen, the value of any dream is always found in whatever you are willing to give up to achieve it. It's the value you place on it. Let me ask you this question. Pastor Mark, if you'd come. Let me ask you this question. What's stopping you? What's stopping you? Is there anything that's stopping you? If there's anything that's holding you back, is there anything that's hindering you? If there's anything, if there's anything in your life that you have to be willing to let go of, let me just ask you today, what is hindering you from letting it go? What's stopping you? Huh? What relationship do you need to sever? What schedule needs to be rearranged? What needs to be reprioritized in your life? You say, Pastor, you understand, I love my sleep. Oh, I do too. I I enjoy it. But I want my dream to come to pass. I'm not content with being in the back of the pack. No, no, no. I don't want to see other people getting their dreams while, while life just seems to be passing me by. No, no, no. I want what God has for me. I want it. And I'm willing to give whatever it takes. Say, God, I want, I want my life to count for your plan and your purpose.